On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Cripps. The Newman baseball team is building momentum heading into the last two weeks of the season. The Jets won two series last week as part of a three and one week in the MIAA. A midweek series win, game three over Fort Hay State, and then two of three from Missouri Southern. The Jets back in action coming up this week against Pittsburgh State. They've got two more home series left, and the Jets, as of today, are in playoff position to make the MIAA tournament. Welcome into the JetCast. This is episode number 68 on the show and we are focused on baseball this week we're bringing out the three-man booth this week as well we've got ian lecky in the middle if you are watching us on facebook or on our youtube channel please like share and subscribe we appreciate that of course for those of you listening uh, you won't be able to see but ian lecky is the man in the middle redshirt junior pitcher and jenner Steele out of branson missouri the first baseman he is actually the team leader in rbis 366 average and ian lecky had a couple of scoreless appearances last week in the mssu series first of all guys congratulations thanks so much for being here we appreciate it Thank you. The, you guys, uh, boy, that, that Missouri Southern series was so wild in, in the fact that you guys came out game one, and there was a lot of offense for both teams, but, I mean, you guys put 16 runs on them. They come right back and really shut you guys down, get an impressive 10-run victory, and then the next game, both teams get good starting uh, pitching, and you guys are able to get one really big inning offensively in order to win. Uh, how did you guys view the Missouri Southern Series? We'll start with you, Ian. You had a, a big hand in a couple of those scoreless uh, outings out of the bullpen for you guys. So how did the series look for you from the bullpen? Uh, it looked good. You know, it's you know, our starters did a uh, pretty decent job of, you know, getting us through some some tough innings. I mean, Missouri Southern is a good, good offensive school. So, um, getting us through, you know, and keeping us within reach and our offense, keeping us within the game, just getting it to the bullpen. You know, we've, uh, the bullpen is, has been very good this year. And so just getting to the bullpen and the team just keep put, continuing to put up runs, you know, we had a lot of confidence going into, going into the series, in my opinion. And Jenner, obviously that, that big inning, I think it was the sixth inning that you guys, you guys played at five runs and in, in game three, boy, how huge was that? I mean, it was real big, uh, our main thing is just getting to the bullpen against Missouri Southern, especially. Um, they had some pretty good starters, but our main goal there was to get to the bullpen. And once we got that guy out of the game, um, that's kind of when it broke open. So that was the main goal for us. And uh, it's a good thing that we got it done. And we're talking, we want to talk more about the bullpen because coming into the season, that was a little bit of an unknown based on last year. That was something that Coach Mouse had identified as something that needed to be fixed was pitching not just the bullpen but as a whole that was an area of the team that needed to improve for you guys to make the kind of improvement record-wise that you wanted to make this year and what does it say about where the bullpen is uh Cray Fannett still came in had a tremendous outing out of the bullpen in 
game one. You had a couple of scoreless outings. You know, without the bullpen, I I don't think you guys have a very good chance to win that Missouri Southern series. And you got some very good innings against Fort Hayes State earlier in the week, too. So what does it say about your bullpen, the fact that you guys are pitching so well right now going into this stretch run of the season? Yeah, I'd say, you know, the the – Guys coming out of the bullpen, you know, the majority of us were here last year, and I think we did not meet the expectations. And so coming into this year, it was, you know, we, we have expectations to meet or, you know, we'll <laughs> have new ones coming in. Sure. And, and so, and I I know that, you know, Cray and Connor and I, you know, we didn't want to be, we didn't want to not meet, you know, Coach Mouse's expectations for a second year in a row. So um, we had some things to make <clears throat> a priority and, and things to adjust on and, uh, you know, we can see that that is panned out in our favor this year. So, Well, not only that, but you mentioned the starting pitching. Certainly Asher was tremendous in his starting, but it start in the, the anchor role on Saturday. I know that the first two guys are going to say that they probably did not meet their expectations in game one and game two. How important is it for you guys out of the bullpen? Because it's, it's obvious they're not going to have their best up every single week, but how big is it for you guys to come in in the role that you have, especially what Craig Fanonsteel did in, in game one, and, and you pitched in that game as well, to come in and, and get you guys the quality innings that you need in that case to build the lead and, and certainly in game three to, to come back uh, after Asher had a tremendous start. Yeah, it's, you know, like you said, not every every star is going to be, you know, their best stuff. And, you know, Garrett and Nate have, have given us fantastic starts all year. And so it was, you know, just kind of, you know, a day that we needed to pick them up when they've had our, our backs all season. So, you know, I don't think it was anything uh, to worry about. You know, Cray did a fantastic job in the long relief role and was able to pass it on to me and I was able to pass it on to Connor. And so, you know, just being able to kind of go down the line no matter where – in the game, the you know the pitcher leaves or or what their role is, you know, just kind of able to fill the innings and and get us in so the offense can keep going is mm-hmm. is really how you know, the bullpen kind of looks at it. Jenner, back in I think it was February, yeah, it would have been February. You guys were actually off to the best start in mm-hmm. program history through 15 games. What was that like, and 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 did you foresee that you guys would be in the position that you are now based on your start? playing so well at the beginning of the season and now after some lumps in the middle of the season it seems like you guys are playing some of your best baseball now when it really counts trying to make the MIAA tournament. Absolutely I mean starting off on the year um, it's always nice to start off hot um, really just getting after it I think everybody's excited to play um, and then it comes to like a little bit of fatigue getting in the middle there um, but especially starting in my AA play it's a lot different than non-conference um, it's got a lot more meaning and so baseball gets a lot tougher and so um, I mean, just counting every A-B, um, like Couch Mouse says all the time, don't give up on A-Bs, um, and then our bullpen. So it's huge. It's huge that we're uh, starting to come around again, especially whenever uh, it's starting to get to the end of the year. But um, I think everybody's just excited to make the conference play. So, uh, I mean, that's why I feel like we always um, win ball games and, and we do all these like little things correct is because everybody wants to get there. Well, not only that, but also talk about you guys being with the bats and, you know, you guys have to, you guys have part of that role in trying to pick up starting pitching and bullpen when they have issues as well. And I know that you guys at the plate probably would have liked to have scored more runs in game three, but mm-hmm. boy, you guys found that one beginning when you needed it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it kind of just comes down to doing the little things right and just knowing your identity. 
um, to be selfless. And then um, all of the players just coming along and doing the things that they're supposed to do. Um, get the big hit when you're supposed to have the big hit. Get the bunt down when you're supposed to have the bunt down. Um, so it's just huge for our team to do the little things correct, and it just panned out in our in our way. So here waiting, uh, stage left, I believe, stage right. I'm not a theater guy. Uh, off camera is Drew Mouse. He'll be joining us next here on the JetCast. Um, so just know that the head coach is in the room when I ask the guys these que- this question. Well, what's it like to be coached by that guy over there in the corner? Uh, Who's brave enough to answer first? <laughs> uh, you know, it just, It'll be Ian I, answering I first. I feel like it, it, the expectations for me are a lot higher. Um, we had a lot of conversations at the end of the season last year. And, you know, it's just honest that, you know, there were some disappointments in my performance. And um, that is probably the worst thing to hear, in my opinion. And so coming out this year, um, it is nice to know that, you know, when I go out, you know, the confidence in, you know, having two guys on in a, in a tight ball game, you know, I'm the person they go to. And then to, to you know, hear just a simple good job, you know, for me, um, you know, as a pitcher, uh, we don't always – uh, get to have the conversations with Coach Mouse throughout the games, but for him to go out of his way and say, you know, good job, um, that is kind of like what I – it's nice to work towards to hear after an outing. And I know, Jenner, there was at one point, I think it was game two, where there was uh, – I think there was a foul ball that was bouncing uh, that, that you didn't get. And I think I, Coach Mouse said, I believe his exact words were, catch the ball. Yeah. I know you mentioned you know, coming in that you've had some slow opportunities this year yes. that maybe you, you should have made. But, boy, you had a couple of incredible picks in game three Thank as you. well. Um, so how would you kind of rate uh, – let's call it the encouragement of, of Coach Mouse <laughs> in that situation. I mean, I love it. Uh, I'm one of the guys that uh, definitely need um, somebody to yell at me whenever I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. Honestly, it uh, it helps me play better. So whenever I do mess up, I just need somebody there to tell me, like, hey, get locked in here, um, do the little things correct, and then we'll be successful that way. So um, it really helps me um, kind of just stay focused and, and make the big plays when I need to make them. Well, and, and this is a question for both of you as well. What is it like? You know, you guys played through last year. I'm sure you've been on other teams. When you've been at the end of the season, you're just kind of playing out the string. Mm-hmm. Um, that's certainly not the case this year. You guys have a lot to play for. How much more exciting is it to go to work at the ballpark and certainly to come out for the weekend series knowing that, that every game, every pitch, every inning really ma- does matter to try to get you guys into that top eight and, and hopefully get you guys into the MIAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Um, just going to practice every single day, knowing that you have something to work for, um, especially doing something that Newman hasn't done for a while, is just going out and playing for a conference tournament. And so um, I think that motivates a lot of people. It makes uh, people excited to come to practice. It makes people work towards something rather than just, hey, the, the season's ending soon. Um, so going to the ballpark every single day and giving it our all and just kind of um, becoming a better baseball team and kind of um, working together and doing the little things right is just going to make us succeed in the long run. And Ian, how does that change the atmosphere when you're in a game? Because uh, you, it seems like since Coach Mouse, Mouse is here and you know really throughout the entire history of the baseball program, you guys have been gamers. I mean, even last year, you know, you guys are at the end of the season. It's the last game of the season. Game has no relevance for you guys in terms of making anything. And you guys get a walk-off win, and you guys come sprinting out of the dugout, and you guys would have thought you would have won the you know the conference tournament if, if you didn't know any better so you know you guys are out there for the passion of the game and and the and the love of the game but you know how does the atmosphere change now that you're still out there for those reasons but um, there's a little bit more on the line this year yeah um, you know there's a there's a lot on the line you know just you know Newman Newman being a part of the MIAA and and you know not knowing like 
what the future is, but knowing, um, you know, Coach Mouse had made the comment in our uh, game two uh, win against UCO, and, and he said, you know, that not a lot of teams, you know, want us in this conference. You know, so I feel like they walk in expecting to, to walk over us, you know, like they did last year, you know, break out of here with a, with a sweep. They extend their lead in the, in, in the tournament or in conference play. And, you know, I think that that comment there kind of motivated a lot of people. You know, nobody wants to be told they don't want to be here. And so, you know, last year is really about the small victories, uh, getting a win here and there. And this year it is, you know, we, we can't compete with the best of the best. So we should go out and, and show that. Jenner, do you kind of like that chip uh, chip on the shoulder mentality Absolutely. you guys seem to have? 100%. Yeah, uh, it kind of just makes you go out there and, and want to win ball games. Obviously, nobody likes to be um, the laughing stock of the conference. So um, for us to change that this year, I think it's huge. Um, now now we go out there and, and expect to win ball games. I mean, it's a lot different than last year just trying to sneak one away. Our expectations are always to win a series. And um, I, I think it's huge that people come in and think that they're going to um, sweep us or take two out of three from us. And then it's honestly quite um, satisfying whenever we um, demoralize them and, and, <laughs> and, and um, uh, take two or three from them. So it's, it's nice. Well, uh, you're going to have a chance to demoralize some gorillas coming in. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys know about Pittsburgh State? Ian, we'll start with you. What's, uh, what's the uh, game plan going to be against uh, the gorillas coming in for this Friday through Sunday series? Um, I know, you know, from a pitching standpoint, you know, they're a good offensive team. Uh, you know, their second last time I checked. Uh, I don't know how this last weekend went for them, but um, they were second in the amount. Yeah, of they were tied. Games. I haven't checked as well, but they going into Saturday, they were tied for second. So you're going to be facing a top three team yeah. either way. But, you know, I do know that we did take one game from them last year. So <laughs> they are they are a beatable team. Um, and I think we just we bring our uh, the stuff that we had last weekend and we just have, you know, the determination to to not let one inning get to us, um, I think we'll, we'll find another successful weekend. And Jenner, last question will go to you. Obviously, we've talked about how big everything is, but how do you, you know, at some point in baseball, you also have to try to minimize that as well because, you know, the, the weight of the world can't be on your shoulders every at bat, and, you, you know, you, there's no nine-run, you know, hits that you can make. You can only do what you can do in the moment that you're doing it in. So how do you try to put everything into perspective and focus on the big picture, but at the same time, you have to have the attention to the detail for what you're looking at, the next play you're going to make defensively, or the next you know swing you're going to take, or maybe the pitch you're not going to swing at when you're at the plate. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a big thing about staying composed. Um, try not to let the, the pressure get to you, honestly, and just kind of just passing the bat along to, uh, <clears throat> to your teammates and trusting them. Um, one thing for me, especially, is I kind of want to be that guy all the time. So whenever I'm in a big situation, I get a little antsy. And, uh, and so it's good for me to stay composed and just be patient and get the pitch I want to hit. So it's, it's nice that way. But you, you smiled. Why, why, is that, does that remind you of you? Why is that funny? <laughs> uh, uh, just a lot of guys may not know it, but uh, Jenner and I have you know, kind of had this relationship uh, from the beginning of the season, um, you know, we both had, you know, rough, rough patches at the beginning of the season. Sure. And, you know, we had just kind of made this pact that, you know, no matter what, um, we would kind of hold each other to a higher standard. And yep. so uh, there are times throughout the games, um, especially, you know, a lot of people can't hear it, but when I'm out there on the mound um, in tough situations, you know, the uh, game one against Missouri Southern bases loaded two outs, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of communication coming from, a lot of chatter coming from first base. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he'll come in after some at-bats or, or plays and, you know, we'll have some conversations. And it's just little things. But, um, 
you know, a lot of people don't don't realize like we sure we've yeah had a we have a relationship that maybe a lot of people um, and and guys on the team don't realize. It's just it kind of takes place behind the scenes to um, booster you know our confidence and and the way we can perform. So accountability and a higher standard. Jets aren't here to be swept anymore, <laughs> and they are going to be taking on Pittsburgh State Friday, Saturday, Sunday series coming up. Three o'clock first pitch on Friday and Saturday. Weather's looking pretty decent right now, so if you can make it out, I know the Jets would love to have you here. One o'clock Sunday. If you can, of course, you can listen on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com slash listen. Download the Newman Athletics app on your mobile device, Google Play or the App Store, or watch the MIAANetwork.com slash Newman. Boys, uh, thanks. Great job with the three-man booth. Good luck against the Gorillas. Go yeah. get them. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. We're going to talk to your coach, Coach Drew Mouse, joining us to wrap up the JetCast right after this. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Jets back in action. So are we here on the JetCast. Just a couple more episodes left of the JetCast. We've got one more episode coming next week planning on softball and then we've got a new coach to introduce to you here in a couple of weeks so that is how we're going to wrap up the season on the JetCast here as we go to the last week of April first week of May and uh, certainly Newman baseball going to be at the top of our minds once again reminding you two home series left Jets getting a series win over Missouri Southern they have got Pittsburgh State coming in this week three o'clock first pitch on Friday we'll be on the air with our South Central Celia paving flight to first pitch at 245 and the guy I'm going to be talking to for pregame for that joins us now here on the JetCast Drew Mouse after the Jets won two series last week they get the midweek win over Fort Hayes State and now they are taking on the Gorillas after taking two of three from Missouri Southern uh congratulations coach uh, you seemed uh, real happy when I talked to you last on Saturday how was the Easter holiday oh it was great yeah a big win over Missouri Southern um sometimes I feel like that dad that's in Little League living vicariously through our players so um, <laughs> 
it's good to see them perform well and, and get a series win against a, a very good MIAA opponent. Well, and you, you've mentioned other times that, you know, there's a certain learning process and that you guys have to, you know, your guys have to learn how to win. What does a series like that do for those guys as they try to learn what it's going to take to have the kind of program that you're trying to build here? I think the biggest thing is um, I know – We've talked about it. I've made the comment, well, it feels like every other week, um, that as we continue to win, expectations continue to go higher and that we can't just be happy with something that we haven't done before, um, that we have is in order for us to grow. We have to keep expecting more out of ourselves and the program itself. Um, and, you know, I think that we've we've started to learn to come up to those expectations and to not – make excuses for ourselves once we don't achieve whatever it is we're trying to achieve. When you have a loss like that against Missouri Southern and, you know, I, I'm sure that the expectation, I'm sure the hope is, you know, you want, you would like to sweep every series, but I don't know if that's a reasonable expectation because you're playing good teams week in and week out, especially from here on through the MIAA schedule. Right. Um, you guys don't really have any cupcakes left on the schedule with, especially with Pittsburgh state coming up this week. You know, when you, have a loss like that how is that how does that bring the team together for game three and, and what does it say about the team that they had the response that they did in game three to come out with the guy whose position the starting pitching hadn't necessarily had the starts that they wanted Asher Fink comes out with a big start and the bats didn't necessarily have the start to that game that they wanted but they get the big inning right when they need it um I, I think the one thing that that we've started to learn to do which is good is have a fighter mentality. I mean, we're even though we're in eighth place, we're still fighting for our lives um, in the postseason. And you know, we're we got a two-game lead on Emporia. Um, we have the toughest schedule going through. So I think the I mean, toughest schedule left in the conference. Yeah, actually, yeah, we have the toughest schedule left in the conference. So I mean, if we're going to make it, it's going to say a lot about our guys. Um, and I think that they have the ability to live up to that. Um, that expectation, and they can persevere through that. But, again, you know, it's a matter of doing it every single day, not just on game day. Midweek, you guys had a game scheduled originally against Southwestern mm -hmm. that they canceled. They've got KCAC games coming up this week and wanted to save arms. Totally understandable. Would it have been nice to play a midweek, or is it good after a win like that to try to just focus on MIAA games from here on out and, and, and just – focus on the conference or would you have liked to have seen the guys in action in a midweek this in the perfect scenario which in baseball with weather you rarely if ever get uh stock answer is yes uh other answer would be if we would have played and won it would have been great to play a midweek <laughs> game if we would have played and lost it would have been a horrible decision to play a midweek sure game. so yeah i i mean i i want our guys to play as much as possible um and we've just haven't we've had bad luck with either rain or, or injuries or whatever it is to not get some games in. But um, you know, I will say it's nice when we're playing the teams that we're playing at the end of the year to give them an extra day off, let their legs get underneath of them, and rest some arms before going into the weekend. So. Uh, typically, on on the Jetcast space, I try to focus on stuff that's not just you know upcoming game related because we do pregame mm -hmm. you know every week, and so I. I typically do this with coach Allen as well. So going off the beaten path here a little bit, 
I thought it was – it's always been interesting to me how in baseball more than any other sport, the quality of a decision is not made based on – when you're judging a decision in the past tense, in hindsight. You're never judging it based on – in baseball at least, relative to other sports, based on, well, did you make the best decision based on the information you had at the time? It's always a results – outcome-oriented decision where you can look at it and say, well, okay, maybe we should have called, you know, this play in basketball didn't work out, but this was a good play based on the defense we thought they were going to run. Why do you think it is in baseball that, it, you know, whether or not, wow, oh, this is a good situation to hit and run and we have the right guys to do this, but if it doesn't work out, it's a failure, it's the worst decision ever, and if it works out, even if it's not something you should have called, then, I mean, obviously the, the coach and the manager is a genius. I have, I have no answer for that. I, I because people are focused on short term results more than long term results would be the best way I can do it. Um, I mean, we hit. I think I hit Lincoln Choten two hit and runs, and I was fifty percent on both of them. Um, be fifty fifty. You bat five hundred. You're in the hall of and fame. And the one the one that was executed it was first and second. I think. Or yeah, he punched run, it down. Run on first with with nobody out, and I think they thought we were bunting because <clears throat> he he has bunted a lot he, this year. Yes, and he does a hit and run past the third baseman, and it worked out. I so. mean, it was it was a beautiful punch hit. <clears throat> I think was, they scored. I think it, you guys scored on that. It play. made me look like a genius, just as much as trying to score Zach Stewart in the first inning on, when the left fielder's twenty five feet from the infield made me look like an idiot. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm trying to be aggressive to teach these guys to be aggressive, um, and hopefully learn to play that way as much as possible. You guys also used the shift pretty dramatically. Is that something that you see going away now that you cannot do that in the minor leagues or the major leagues? Typically, those things have historically kind of you know trickled down mm -hmm. lower at you know if man if the commissioner of baseball want something then eventually it's going to be at every level of baseball to a certain point obviously and there, there's going to be some level of youth league where it just doesn't make sense but do you foresee shifts being outlawed in ncaa baseball no i <clears throat> baseball college baseball is played too too differently than major league baseball no matter how close we want to get it to that i mean my first year here we shifted way more than we do now um I think part of it has to do with the athletic ability that you have on the infield. I didn't think that we were very athletic the first year. We've gotten more athletic. Um, and then secondly, it has to do with more of what hitter is up there. So, you know, we shift a lot more with two strikes than we do in a straight-up situation. Um, and I don't think we've been – burnt too much by by the shift um i think duran had a hit this weekend that somehow got between our shortstop and third baseman even though he was the third baseman was playing up the middle um but yeah i don't think we've been beaten too much this year unless it's a you know a duck fart down the left field line um some form of squibbler somewhere, but, you know, just straight up swinging and hitting the ball normal. Yeah, I don't think we've been beaten too much on that. It's kind of funny the words you get to say when you're talking about baseball, like duck oh, fart, isn't man, it? Oh, man, the, 
the lexicon of, co- of baseball is amazing. They, they, they have entire thesauruses just devoted to terms of baseball. Yeah. I really need to get one. We should, we should instead of calling it a Texas leaguer, we should call it a McCarthy leaguer <laughs> because our lights are about the same size as of the old Texas league. You lights, know, so. speaking of the lights at McCarthy Field, um, I don't know if what the budget is. Coach Ealing's in the room. I don't know what the budget is to replace the turf on the soccer field. I don't know if I've ever seen a ball hit harder than Mr. Hawks did with the wind over the light, which was going to be gone probably if the wind's blowing in 20 miles an hour, probably still squeaks out. I mean, that had to go, you know, I was told they found the ball. It had rolled Mm -hmm. 592 feet away. Well, if you talk to Kelly Gall, Kelly Gall hit one off of where Fugate would have been. Come on. Uh, Chris Clawson hit one at Emporia State. If I remember correctly, that story, is that right? He hit one at Emporia State that I think is supposedly still in orbit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Matt Miller from Missouri Southern hit a foul ball the other day off the softball uh, batting cages. I, uh, I saw in, that one. Into the wind. And I think I was yelling out of the dugout like, hell yeah, that's a that's a good hit right there. Thank God it's foul. But <laughs> good for him. The, he, he did get into one. But, yeah, Hawks was absolutely – on fire part of that series the uh one other thing too about the rules what do you think about the pitch clock it seems like there are in there are games where like for for example case in point saturday i mean those two guys didn't need a pitch clock Mm -hmm. both of them they were on the mound they got the sign and they made their decision and they made their pitch it was, you know, it's amazing what two pitchers who are motivated to work quickly keep their defense in the game, and how much better of a of a viewing sport it is for people watching it on the network, listening in person. Do you think that's something that ever makes its way to to Division One or Division Two? Um, I, I, I think a lot of the rules that are in that are starting to be implemented are being implemented because they don't implement the old rules. So, like for example when a hitter is supposed to be in the box he has to keep his foot in the box or used to have to keep his foot in the box no matter what but there was like seven things that a hitter could do to get out of the box if he swung and missed if he fouled a ball off if the pitcher stepped off if there was a wild pitch or um, if there's a bird in the outfield if there's a pickoff if you call timeout like you can leave the box for that reason so there's seven or eight different things that you could do to get out of the box and now you can just stay out of the box until the last five seconds of the pitch count of of the clock, and then you can hop in at any time. So um, I think that they're trying to make it easier on the umpires, but now the umpires have a tough job, but they take it to an extreme one way or the other. Um, And, you know, as human nature, it's going to be held against a team if the umpire just wakes up on the wrong side of the bed that day and doesn't like the coach. Sure. if a coach calls an umpire like Peter Pan or something like that, and he now holds a grudge against him, like it's, it is what it is. Would you know anybody who's done that? No, I don't know anybody. <laughs> me, 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 me neither. Uh, talk to the about these guys who are over here. They actually stuck around. Ian Lucky, Jenner Steele, a couple of guys that you know they they just mentioned that they felt like maybe last year they did not perform to their their expectations. I know that. You know, Ian had mentioned, you know, specific conversation with you directly about what needed to change in order to get himself and the team moving in the right direction this year. What does it say about those two guys that they've been such a big part of the success that you have had this year? Well, I think 
both of them represent the type of student that we want and the student athlete that we want, you know, have talent on the field. Um, Ian is president of the SGA. Um, you know, he's from, from around within three hours, what Overland, Overland park, right? Um, at three hours. Yeah. yeah. And then Jenner played at Hutch, um, is, is loves baseball. The, the one thing about Jenner is that he comes with <laughs> a huge amount of optimism every single day. <laughs> um, and somehow pulls me out of whatever mood I'm in for that time. So it's good for a baseball um, player to yeah, have, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's goes to what I've said all year, you know, I love the group. They are frustrating as hell sometimes. Um, <laughs> but you know, as, as a college coach, you, you, I could be in a bad mood and they have, it's not their fault. You know, they've done nothing. It's, it's a meeting that I've had or, um, you know, getting a game canceled or whatever. And then you show up at the ballpark and Jenner and, uh, Kellen all walk up and they're just like, Hey coach, hey coach. <laughs> Good day to have a great day. Like yes, it is. <laughs> Good yes, day to have is. a great day. Yes, it is. I know we're hoping to have some here. I wanted to ask, you know, before you had come in, uh, they were over there as we were getting set up because they they had showed up early. Um, they were doing some impressions of you that I thought were pretty decent. Uh, who on the team does the best Coach Mouse impersonation? Uh, I think Cray thinks he can, but he doesn't. Um, <laughs> Devin used to do – I think Devin used to be able – Kofel was good. Kofel was good. Um, Hayden Vanderpool, I think he wants to, but he gets a little uh, – He can't put himself out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Coach Beard. Uh, he actually – God, I don't remember what inning it was, but look, he pulled a hamstring running over to, to first base. Oh, he's been hurt a bunch this year. Somehow he, like, almost tore his Achilles jumping for a ball during in, or during BP. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Not taking He's, care of himself. No, no. Well, I mean, when you get done playing, you, you start, know, no reason start putting on some weight. It's hard to keep track of what <laughs> athleticism you have left. You, know? <laughs> you understand. Well, let's uh, let's focus here. One last question for you. Uh, I know we're going to talk here in a little bit about that for pregame, but uh, Pittsburgh State, mm -hmm. 3 o'clock first pitch Friday, Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, your initial thoughts on the Gorillas and playing a team that's going to be in the top half of the standings. They swing the hell out of it. Um, I mean, they've got big kids. They've got – D1 kickbacks all over the place. Um, you know, I think offensively they're as, they're as good as they come in, in the conference. Um, you know, I think we're going to have to score runs. The wind's shockingly going to be blowing out. <laughs> wow. Um, at McCarthy. Can't so, imagine. So we're going to we're gonna have to score some runs. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, in my opinion, that's going to be deciding factor for this weekend is can we get a better outing and performance from Nate and Garrett and um, – you know, knowing their personalities, they're they're going to be up for the challenge, and can they perform um, during those times? So. Not sure if the wind's going to be blowing as much as it was, but Jenner was off camera, and he did. You know, he's he's looking forward to the challenge. What of is it? Is it Friday? Friday is twenty five to thirty five with up to fifty mile an hour gusts. Okay, so so, so maybe we might have a couple mm -hmm. hit more over the lights. So if you can make it out, three o'clock first pitch might see some dingers coming up at McCarthy Field. It'll be three o'clock on Saturday as well, one o'clock Sunday. If you can't make it to Wichita, you will have it for you on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Two forty five for our South Central Ceiling Paving flight to first pitch. NewmanJets.com slash listen. Download the app on your Google device or on iOS or watch the MIAA Network 1 o'clock 
for the decider on Sunday. Coach, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That is our JetCast this week. Uh, I promised softball, I think, last week. Uh, I'm going to actually try to deliver next week for softball. So we'll see you then. So Blake Cripp saying, go Jets.